sing it to him, to your hearts. To you, our hearts
would you meet us here? We know you're here, but God, we're just always distracted and not always aware. God, we want to live with hearts abandoned, lives abandoned, open up to you. God, would you open me up tonight to what you want to say, what you want to speak, what you want to empower me and encourage me with. Just invite you. Yeah. 
it out to him. I want God, I don't know what it is, but I thank you that when we get on our knees, it's just a posture of honoring you, God. I know this might be strange or a risk for some of you, but if you feel comfortable, not because I'm asking, but because something in you wants to, would you feel with your eyes closed just comfortable to get on your knees in front of him? What's in your heart and your life that you need to surrender to him? I thank you for this holy moment, Father. I thank you that you brought every single person here tonight for a reason. And that our hearts cry is to know you more, Lord. God, I pray whatever it is that you're tugging at our hearts to surrender. I'll say it out loud. For me, it's, it's the ministry. I surrender this ministry to you, God. I surrender the growth of the ministry to you, God. I surrender the numbers and the logistics and everything else that the world says is important to you, God. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you grow your church. And that true fruit isn't the people, the quantity of the people in the building, it's the quality of the people in the building and what we do when we leave the building. So God, I just give you this ministry. This is not my ministry, not even our ministry, but your ministry, your family. Will you just give him what's on your heart right now? I just feel like there's something tugging at your heart, and will you just give it to him? I just feel like he's saying, will you trust me with it? I thank you for the holy work you're doing right now, God.
is kind of weird, but I'm taking my shoes and my socks off right now because I feel like this is truly holy ground. And there's scriptures, you don't have to do that, don't worry. But there's scriptures, you know, where the angel of the Lord says, take your sandals off for the, the ground that you stand on is holy. God, I thank you that this is a holy place because we're here. It's a holy place because you're here. God, I just bless my brothers and my family and my sisters right now, what you're doing. I just hear it in the crowd. You're ministering to people. Hearts are heavy. Hearts are sad. There's stuff going on in our lives. And God, I just pray right now we would surrender those to you. We don't want to interrupt what you're doing tonight, Father. I really sense this, this phrase in this video over in my, going over in my head and it just says, I love you because I love you, because I love you, because I love you. And God, I thank you that it's your truth that sets us free. But it's your truth out of love that sets us free. So God, I pray that the truth of your word is that you love us and that we're your children. And that would captivate our hearts right now, God. And that it would set us free from any lies, from anything from our past that's holding us back. That I pray tonight would be a night that forever changes our lives. Because we encounter the God of the universe. That your love touches our hearts in a way that changes us from the inside out. smiling so much from heaven on us right now. And it's not really about the posture of our bodies, more the posture of our hearts. So if you're not on your knees, it's okay. God still loves you. But I don't know what it is. There is something about bowing down and just surrendering it all to him. It's the most peaceful place I've ever been. When you spread out your arms and you say, God, I give this thing to you. I surrender it to you, but I trust and I hope with one arm in surrender and the other arm in hope and expectation. That I give this person, I give you this, this thing, whatever it is, I give it to you. I just bless the freedom in this place right now. The freedom to be completely free in Jesus' name. That, that this isn't church. <laughs> Because church is actually the body of Christ, not a building or a service. So just be the family of God right now. 
He's blessed you with his freedom. And Isaac right now, is, he's taking pictures because that's actually a form of worship for him. He doesn't do this for advertisement or publicity. He actually worships the Lord as he takes pictures. God, I just pray against all, all our doubts right now, Father. So much of our lives is so go, go, go. Busy, busy, busy. There's just something about being still and knowing that He's God. So refreshing and true to our souls. praying before you can just stay where you are if you want I don't think I'm going to give the sermon that I planned I feel like that happens a lot but I was praying for this service and uh, if anyone was at the conference this week um, there was a man named Sean Bowles who gave incredible spot-on words about people and it just reminded me that even if I've I'm not as great as hearing from God as he is, that God speaks to us and God knows us. And I just felt like God was encouraging me to pray for the people that would come here tonight and the words that he might want to speak to people. And I've actually never done this in a crowd. I feel like I'm pretty good at hearing from the Lord for people one-on-one, -on -one, but I've never done this and was planning on doing this much later in the service, but I feel like I'm just supposed to speak these out. God, I'm just stepping out in faith here, God. I want to be a fool for you. I don't want to care what other people think. I want to be able to risk it all and go after it all. And God, I thank you that we prophesy in part and we know in part <laughs> that your spirit speaks to us, God. So Lord, I just pray that you would speak and meet us. eyes closed. Would you guys close your eyes for me? Just make me feel a little more braver. Thanks. If any of these words speak to you, with everyone's eyes closed, would you just stand up? Um, yes, to 
in a way to encourage me, <laughs> but most of all, just to stand up and as a recognition to God that he's speaking to you and that he's going to move tonight in your life in this specific and unique way. I felt like I heard the name Robert Dunn or Robbie Dunn. I don't know if that's anyone here, but uh, if that's you, I think the Lord's going to do something crazy tonight in your life. I heard the words hope that someone here tonight really needs hope. Like really, like really needs hope. We talk about hope a lot, but like you literally came here like if you were thirsting for water because you were so thirsty for hope that like your bones are craving for it. It's like if you were in the desert for 40 days walking and you saw a big gallon of water, like that's how thirsty you are for hope. Like you almost feel like you're on the last, uh, you know, your last straw, but you need hope. I feel like there's someone else that has been misled and betrayed and you just feel heartbroken. You, maybe, it, maybe specifically from a boyfriend, um, a boyfriend or a girlfriend, maybe you, you've been cheated on, you've been, you've been hurt, you've given someone your heart and, and you gave it to them and you trusted them with it and you just feel heartbroken. If that's you, would you just stand up? Again, not for me, but for God. feel like there's someone else that you're afraid of losing someone you love. And I heard the name Carol. Afraid of losing someone you love. I don't know if that means uh, Carol's a person you love or Carol's a person who's afraid of losing someone you love. You're afraid to speak out to people about God. God, I just pray right now for boldness. And if there's anyone in here that has that fear um, or that timidity or that, that act of people pleasing, like I have my whole life, God, I pray that you move and touch them right now, God, and that even as an act of having faith, they would stand up. I feel like there is um, someone that needs healing in their arm or hand. Uh, I think the right arm, possibly, or right hand. So God, if that's, I just pray that God, give them the, the faith right now to know that that's like a text message to them saying, I just pray healing right now in Jesus' name. And have them stand up, God, in Jesus' name. Again, not for me, but just for you, saying, Lord, I believe that you speak. Even if we get all these words wrong, but one word's right, I believe that you are God who speaks. And just like we're tuning in a radio station, God, we learn and, and we grow more confidence and grow more faith when we step out and risk, God. Someone who feels really, really, really nervous right now. Like, like... It, like the nerves are like a little sparkler in your soul like going crazy like you feel really nervous another counterpart someone who is longing for God's peace and I heard the word like inner harmony like inner happiness like something inner like you, you seem happy on the outside but on the inside you, you so are so longing for harmony I heard the word harmony
God, I thank you for these words. And God, I just pray right now, Father. Come, God. So just like Ryan, I was also praying, you know, one of the, God just was really praying in my heart, like someone who feels like they aren't seen, that God wants to let them know that they are seen and they are worth it, and they are of value. And also, I kept getting the word, uh, the name Michelle with an August birthday. So if your name is Michelle and you have an August birthday, I guess, like, God's got something for you. Um, got a word that if someone is having right knee problems, if there's a pain in your right knee, I feel like the Lord, can we just, with your eyes closed again, is anyone having a right knee problems? can you just raise your hand if that's you, or if you had maybe in the past right knee problems, yeah, Musa, you want to go pray, it's right here. time in worship, um, I was just getting all these pictures of, like, dirt roads and just, like, um, like, being in missions, and I was like, God, like, this is something that I have on my heart, but um, just speaking with the Lord about it, I felt like there was someone here who's had a desire um, to go into missions, but has, like, pushed it down, um, and it could go for, like, any desire that the Lord has, like, put in your heart. Um, but that um, I, I specifically felt like um, the Lord was saying just like, um, just like to breathe life like onto that dream. Um, I also just saw like an orphanage and just like a mother's heart um, kind of thing. And I just, um, I just wanted to like release that on you guys that like, um, if you know that you have that, you have that care to like, um, just like care for orphans, and, like care for people who can't take care of themselves. Like that is the father's heart. And I feel like he wants to pour into that and breathe new life on old dreams. Um, yeah, specifically a call um, to go into missions is what I was feeling. Yeah, God, so we just thank you, Father, for all the people that you're speaking to right now, God. Father, I just thank you that my faith is a little more bolder right now because I took a risk. And I just feel like I'm supposed to like say this and please just, if you can, eyes closed with the Lord. I don't want to interrupt what he's doing, but if this is making you weird or weirded out, this, I just want to say it's okay. Um, what we're doing right now comes straight from scripture. I even just feel like I just asked Daniel to come down and even just share like just a, a bleep of what we're doing and we're stepping out 
trusting that God will speak to us and speak to you. Yeah, Lord, we just thank you that you're a speaking God. Now, I don't know how many of you need, you can just keep your eyes closed, I'll make this quick, but um, context of this, 1 Corinthians 12, uh, Paul just tells the church, this church is actually a very gifted church, They're, they have lots of spiritual gifts that he talks about in that chapter. Um, but the point is that God wants you to know that he sees, he hears, and he has power. He's released power through Jesus on the cross and resurrection, Holy Spirit. He's released power to do something about it. And every one of you that say yes to Jesus have Jesus inside of you. And so what I think we're supposed to do is this, what I think we're supposed to do is for those of you that are standing, is just take a few moments and for a few of us to just to come around and pray for you about that. Pray for the release that you've actually stood in faith. You've said, yes, that's me. I'm the one that needs hope or I'm the one that's afraid of this or whatever it is or with the even. So if there are leaders in here, would you go to the people that are standing and if you're standing, uh, as a leader, stay for a second and see if we have enough people. But would you just go to the people that are standing, ask them what they need prayer for. We're just going to take a moment and just either bless or pray or command healing. Leaders, you know how to do this. And for those of you that are not involved, you are welcome to come and assist. If, you're, if you want to see God break through in someone's life, you want to see healing, just walk up and just watch and listen. It's, it's actually okay to do that. So Lord, we bless what you're doing. We thank you for the boldness and risk to stand. And if guys can be paired out with guys and girls and girls or add a girl if there's already a guy. So girls and guys look around. Just ask them what they've stood for if you haven't already.
Yeah, if that's if that's you, if, if there's like you're kind of feeling, Jesus, I just need you. I want more of you. Only if you're just really sensing that, would you stand up? I just want to bless that. There's something about standing and saying yes. So Lord, I just bless those that just stood. I, I just really sensed um, just a hunger. I'm just going to kind of walk around and bless that. That you wanted to pour out your spirit. And I just bless, Lord. I bless the hunger and the thirst for your presence. What I'm really sensing is, uh, like, I see this big bucket over your heads, and it's like the oil of God, and he's just pouring it right now. You're going to feel like a flush, just, just like oil would run down your body. He's just going to pour out his spirit, so Lord, I bless that. just thank you.
you're not engaged, uh, would you just hold out your hands in front of you? Just close your eyes. What I sense is the Lord just wanted you to have a sense of his presence. And so, Lord, I just bless your presence. the weight of your presence, the weight of your glory. We just ask you to increase right now. Yeah, just the reality. I just sense some of you are uh, just sensing something on your hands. And so, Lord, I just bless that. Thank you, Lord, that you're more than an idea. saying, ask me. What are you desiring right now? Ask me for it. So as we uh, continue to do what we're doing, um, I just feel like I at least have to share uh, what happened to me. Um, so we're at the conference this weekend and some of you were there and uh, Sean is asking for words from the Lord, and he looked right at me, and I was the last person, he said, Ryan, your grandma has poured into your life and has been praying for you, but she passed away, and she's now with the Lord, but he, she's still praying for you, and I'm like, in the moment, I'm like, wait, wait, my grandma, like, I don't have a grandma that passed away, well, both of my grandmas, they helped raise me, like, both of my grandmas are still alive. And then it dawned on me, like a, a light bulb came on. I had a great grandma that moved into with my grandma and grandpa. And my grandpa, her son, is, is not a believer. And he's a pretty, he has a pretty hard shell. And uh, he's, he's not one that you can just go up to and talk about God. He actually gets very angry and very upset. And it dawned on me that my great-grandma would always say to me the last year of her life when I visited her, like, Ryan, you're going to be a pastor one day. Ryan, you're going to be a pastor one day. And I remember specifically saying, no, Grandma, no, I'm not. Like, thank you, but no thanks. <laughs> um, real talk, this is a true story. Um, and she would say this multiple times. And the day uh, that she passed, my mom and I were actually having an argument, and I just needed to get out of the house. And I went to see her, and I remember I was sitting in her room, and there was such a peace in the room that I literally, I remember saying, like, I wanted to get a sleeping bag and come late, like, fall asleep in the room with her. And there was such a peace, and I didn't, we didn't know she was going to pass. Everything we thought was fine. Later that night, she went to be with the Lord. But I remember when Sean gave me this word that the last thing, one of the last things she said to me was, Ryan... When I get into heaven, I'm going to ask Jesus for you to be a pastor. And like, I, my mind was blown. And then Sean goes on to talk about my mom. And he says, your mom's name is Michelle. And I was like, what? And like, I was just like, how would he know that? 
And so, and so thankful, a bunch of the college students came and prayed for me, and I, sorry if this freaks you out, but I got like wrecked, and I was laying here for like two hours, and crying like more tears than I even know I could. And it was just this reality, guys, that like God is real. And if like, so I've been walking with the Lord for 10 years, and like, if you're not careful, sometimes you fall into the habit of doing things, and you forget the real meaning behind it, right? You, you hear about these, sometimes these married couples for 20 or 30 years, and then it just falls apart. And, and it's like, like, sometimes we forget the like real depth and passion that like, this love is real. And I'll be honest, guys, in that moment, like, not that I was doubting God was real, but sometimes like, you just... You go through the motions, right? And sometimes you just need a wake-up call, like, whoa! Like, the God that we're talking to actually hears us. Like, the God that we're talking to actually exists. That we're going to see him face-to-face one day. And, like, this reality of, like, that God is real. And that God just spoke that to Sean, for Sean to speak that out to me. And that my grandma is still alive. And he was even like, sorry, I don't even know if this is theologically correct, but she's praying to Jesus for you now as we speak. Like, like she's continuing to pray for you. And so as I was like getting prayer on the floor and crying, I saw my grandpa's face. And I love my grandpa so much. His actually name is Otto. I don't have my dad's last name because my mom and dad were never married. And honestly, I, I, I think my mom wasn't sure if my dad was going to stick, stick around, so she didn't want to give me his last name. And um, my grandpa has two daughters, and they both got married, and so I'm the only one in his family that carries his last name. And I love him. He's like a father. He, he taught me how to play baseball, and uh, he, would, he, he, he practically fathered me, you know? But it's so hard because... The passion and joy of my life is Jesus, and he just has flat out admitted to me. He's like, Ryan, I'm sorry, I just don't believe. And I don't know what happened, but he used to go to church, and my grandma is such a faithful, godly woman and prays for him and goes to church every week. And my grandpa's mom, my grandma loved, loved, loved Jesus, and I don't know what happened along the journey, but somewhere his heart became cold. And I've tried to talk to him, and it's actually created arguments before, but he just doesn't want to talk about it. So in this moment, I'm on the floor, and I'm just thinking of my grandma praying for me, and I see my grandpa's face. And I just feel like I get this nudge in my heart to drive home six, six and a half hours to Ohio to tell my grandpa this story. And that maybe somehow the story would deposit hope and faith into his heart to really believe in Jesus and know that his mom is still alive. And that one day, through Jesus, he not only will get to heaven and see Jesus, but get to see her. Because we have hope that there is life after death and we will see our loved ones and the people that we've lost. And I'm tired from the conference and this is... Saturday, and I have to be at work, you know, it's Saturday night with the service on Sunday, and I'm like, I can't drive home, I don't have that many vacation days, pray for my boss to change that, thanks for laughing, if you did, <laughs> um, Daniel laughed a little bit, um, but you know, like, I was just like, God, like, so I went to my boss, and I told him, and he's like, well, you're really tired, like, go, why don't you go Sunday after church? And I'm so thankful I still had the courage and the boldness to go. And I drove home to Ohio. And honestly, I wish I would have went right after on Saturday, though, because as I waited 
the, the, the attack and myself of trying to talk myself of going increased and increased and increased. So the first thing I want to say, this wasn't a part of the message, but when God puts something on your heart to do it, just do it. Just listen and just go. Because the longer you wait, your mind will try to talk you out of it. And you will say, oh, this was a coincidence, or this was a coincidence. Oh, you really can't do that. Why can't you FaceTime him? Why can't you call him? Oh, you'll see him in a couple weeks, and then you can go home in spring break. And all these thoughts, and to the point where, like, I almost literally didn't go on Sunday. And I'm thankful for the people that prayed with me on Saturday. It was like, you've got to go. And so I drove home. And I'm scared to talk to them. My mom and my grandma are more scared. They're like praying, fasting, talking in tongues. I don't even know they do that. They're doing it. <laughs> um, I mean, they're like, I exaggerate a little bit. They probably weren't doing that. But maybe, maybe my grandma was. But I mean, they are praying. They are nervous. They are scared, guys. Like, no one talks to my grandpa. And I'm not saying this to be like, look at Ryan Otto. Like, I'm saying this like when God speaks, like, listen. And so I drove home and like my grandpa goes to the bar every Sunday and I was going to go and just go to the bar and meet him there and um, he came home early for some reason. So my game plan was kind of messed up and I, I come home and my grandma's like, alright, so what's the game plan and we're, 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 we're trying to talk and watch this show and then finally like I just kind of gave her a nod and she's like, alright, well I'm going to go upstairs and get ready, you know, or you know, get my pajamas on. And so I'm like, Grandpa, um, something crazy actually happened to me this weekend. And I actually drove home six and a half hours to tell you. Can I talk to you for a second? And let me preface it with, the, with this. I told myself that if my grandpa hears me out, it's a win. Like, I wasn't expecting him to get on his knees, tears, or anything. Like, if he hears me out, if he lets me share what I'm going to share, it's a win in my book. And it was totally worth it. So he said, okay, and uh, I pulled up an, an ottoman close to him, and we're, we're talking, and I, I, I knew I only had like 10 minutes, right? You got to know, like, in and out. <laughs> and um, I just, and that's really hard for someone who talks a lot, you guys know this. <laughs> and um, so I just said, Grandpa, there was this guy at the conference that told him the story and told him about what he said about my grandma. And he knows how much Grandma Otto actually said, I called her Grandma Otto because she was my great-grandma. Uh, grandma Otto would always say that I'm meant to be a pastor. And actually, I forgot this, but he said she always told him he was meant to be a pastor. And um, he listened to the story. And I just said, Gramps, I love you. I kind of feel like I'm a son to you. I have your I'm the only one that has your last name still, besides my grandma. And... Uh, I just pray that you really consider this and think about this. And I pray that this story and my love for you and even me driving back six and a half hours just to look you in the eye to tell you this would touch your heart. Even if that's on the last day of your life that you think about this and you think about Jesus. I said, don't worry, I'm not going to start preaching because I know you don't like to talk about this. And then he spoke for the first time. He said, right. <laughs> I said, I just wanted to share this to you. And I, I leaned over, I hugged him, and I kissed him on the cheek. I said, thanks for listening. And he did say that was unbelievable about my grandma. He said, that's amazing. And he didn't really have words to say. 
And I wish I could say right there that he asked Jesus into his heart, that he fell on his knees, and that the Lord shook, and he fell down and started crying, and, and who knows, got baptized in our, in our hot tub. They don't have a hot tub. That'd be cool. But that didn't go down that way. But the next day as I left uh, their house, I hugged him, and I just didn't even ask for his permission, but just kind of prayed for him real quick. And he was even walking away. I just put my hand on his heart and I just say, God, I just pray that he knows how much I love him and you love him. And I said, I love you, Grandpa. And sometimes he, he, I know he loves me, but it's even hard for him to say it. And he said, I love you too, Ryan. And later that night, my grandma actually said to him, you know, Ken, I, his name's Ken. I really I enjoyed having Ryan over. And she didn't, she didn't really know what he would say. And he said, I did too. And uh, my grandpa's a great guy, and I know he loves his family, but it's just really hard for him to show emotion. It's probably unbelievable for you guys because I'm so emotional. <laughs> um, but him and my grandma, like, literally don't show any affection to each other. Um, and my grandma went over and, and hugged him, and she actually hugged him. He actually hugged her back. And so I say this story, guys, not to say look at Ryan, but to say when God puts something on your heart, and I feel like the whole message of what you wanted me to say was that God is not meant to be put into a box. If you could just read um, Acts chapter 8, <laughs> since I didn't get to any of it tonight, which is okay. Uh, if you could read it tonight, you'll see that things happen that like literally God is not meant to be put in a box. And sometimes people disappear and are moved places and, and radical things happen in the book of Acts and throughout all the Gospels. And I just feel like the Lord wanted some of us to know that he's not meant to be put in a box. He actually won't let you be put, put him in a box. And that he does move and speak in unique and crazy ways. And I feel like it's, especially if that was you who stood up tonight, Guys, I was just stepping out in faith and saying, God, I mean, that could have been my imagination, but also, like, who do you think created our imagination? <laughs> like, have you ever thought, like, oh, well, maybe God made me think that for a reason? But it, His Spirit speaks to us, and I want to be someone who listens, and when He says go, then I go. So I hope that blesses someone tonight. I feel like uh, the Lord also wanted us to know many things of the Spirit can't be taught or bought, but rather caught. So get around people that have what you want. When you see people walking in things that you want to walk in, get around them and actually have the humility to say, you have a key that I want to have. So can I learn from you? Can I become your friend? David Denault and Ryan Tucker become great friends. And I know David saw something in Ryan, and David just started following him around and hanging out with this guy. And he's learned a lot from Ryan, and now Ryan's learned a lot from him, and they're best buds. Get around someone you look up to. Get around someone you see something in and say, hey, I want to be your friend. So God, I just pray, Father, that you give us the courage and the faith to go and to stay and to do what you call us to do. God, last week we looked at the story of Stephen and we saw how he laid down his life for you, God. 
that he didn't fight back, that he didn't yell at the people, that even as he was forfeiting his life, God, he prayed for the people that were killing him. And God, in Acts 8 this week, God, we look at Philip and how he preached the word and how he listened to you when you told him to go pray for the Ethiopian eunuch, he did. That even when it looks scary or looks unique, that he, we, he heard your voice and he went. So God, I pray that we will be a people that hear your voice, that we will be a people who step out and live out in faith, which is often spelled R-I-S-K. God, I just pray that we give you permission to wreck us, to ruin us, and to undo us in any way that we need it, God, in any way that the world or even religion has told us what church is meant to be like. I pray that we would know the church by your spirit and your word that's living within us, God. So I feel like I'm supposed to ask this family, how will we be remembered again? What is our legacy? And will we reflect and live out our own legacy or the one who sent us here? And if you're anything like me, if you feel like you've been going through the motions, I love the gift of communion. And the church that I got saved at, every time we did communion, we just, the lead pastor asked us, if you're comfortable, just get on your knees and just talk to God. Just get right with God. Just talk to him about what you're going through and what's on your heart. And be reminded of the sacrifice that Jesus did for us on the cross. So guys, if anyone is feeling like me and you want to wake up, David and Kate, can you help me, Naomi? And you just need a little wake-up call. And you just see, Lord, I want to be reminded. I want my heart to, I want the eyes of my heart to be awakened. I want to know you, Lord, like that song, I Surrendered. I just, it, it's such a heartbeat. I want to know you. I don't want to live one foot in, one foot out anymore. I want to hear your voice, and I want to go, even when it looks crazy and radical. I want to trust that you will use me. And sometimes, guys, it would have been awesome to see the fruit of my grandpa being changed. But I'm going to trust and believe that God said, drive home and speak and live in faith. And that somehow he'll remember that before he dies. So just as Philip, and please read it in Acts chapter 8, he went out and he preached. And just as Stephen went out and preached, and the disciples went out and preached. See, Jesus lived this kind of life. And the disciples saw that, and then they lived it. And then Stephen came, and then they lived it. And then Stephen got martyred, but Philip and many others, they went and kept living it. Do you see the domino effect? And I challenge and ask you, who's watching your life? And who's going to live out the example that they see in you? Brett, this word's for you right now. Because sometimes we don't know people are watching. But do we believe that we can make an impact? And the Lord reminded me of this. It says in Matthew that by ourselves, we can't save anyone. But with God, we can. Without God, it's impossible. But with God, it is possible. 
And the next week, we're going to hear from David as he preaches about Saul being changed. Saul being changed to Paul. And if God can change someone like that, he can change anyone in our lives. But maybe God just waiting for us to step out of faith. He wants to use us. He wants to use us as a ladder to get him out of the ditch. So I ask you, if any of that speaks to you, will you come up and be reminded of the body and the bread that Jesus shed for you? That as you eat this, you are reminded of what he did for us on the cross. And as we drink this blood, or as we drink this juice, <laughs> I'm standing on the side, please. We are reminded of his blood. That when he could have called legions and thousands of angels to rescue and save him at any point, or he could have just got off the cross at any point, he didn't. He stayed on there for you. So again, only if you want to, but I'm going to get down on my knees again because I just want to get right with the Lord, that we're already made right with him through Jesus. Can we just make that clear? But sometimes, like, Abby Ann and I were misunderstanding each other, and we just had to get together and talk things out last week, and it was an amazing moment. Sometimes you just got to talk things out with the Lord. Say, hey, we're on different pages. Let's sync up again. So if you're comfortable, would you get on your knees again? just talk to him. Just say, Lord, I want to know you. Just like a friend. And if you feel led, feel ready. We'll be up here.
accept our heart's prayer to know you more, Lord. Does anyone feel refreshed right now, like through, through communion? It's such a special sacrament. If you don't, you need it again, let me know. No, just joking, kind of. We're going we're gonna to keep up here, so if you didn't get communion, Naomi and I will stay up here. But I also wanted to say something before I forget. David's standing right by it, and for the first time ever, we're actually going to do offering in a live. And uh, it's actually a way to worship God in a new way. And I didn't, never really got this, and I'll admit, as a college student, I never gave money in offering because I really didn't have money. But I really feel like the Lord put it on my heart through actually a couple prophetic words from people, not pastors of the church. He said, you need to start doing this in a live, because you're actually holding people back from worshiping God in a new way, and sometimes a sacrificial way. And we thought, what better time to do it than when we have 14 of our brothers and sisters leaving for a mission trip that need money. We had a goal of $800 by this Sunday, and three of them still haven't reached that. And then the goal, they need to have $1,200 each in by this Sunday. And a couple of them have reached that goal, a couple of them are close. There's some of them that still have quite a few ways to go. And so I just ask you guys, can you just close your eyes for a second? And can you just ask the Lord if he's inviting you into this way to worship him tonight? To give to him, but also to give to your family who is going to Mexico on spring break. They're not going for vacation, but they're going to serve the poor, to serve a church in and as they go, we go, because we're sending them with our gifts financially, but also our gifts spiritually. So God, I thank you for this offering that we'll, we'll, we're going to receive. And if it's a dollar or a hundred dollars, God, I thank you that every cent given is given for you. I thank you for this gift. It's an opportunity to worship you in a way that might feel strange, in a way that might feel like we're taking, but we're actually giving. And I feel like, God, I pray that whoever gives, and even if you can't give, I just pray right now, God, that we won't even view it as giving, but more receiving. Because we're receiving the gift of giving back for your kingdom and your love. And for people who are willing to make a sacrifice, people who are stepping out in faith, is like, I don't know how I'm gonna raise this money. But thank you, God that you take care of us and our church and our friends and our family take care of us. So we pray that this, this gift would honor you and you'd be glorified through it. In Jesus' name. So we're gonna stay up here, but if you feel led to give anything, there's a box right there. If you don't have any cash and you wanna write a check or use a credit card, you can uh, email me. Don't feel guilted into doing it only if you want to. So we're going to go back into a time of worship, and I know it's already like 10 o'clock and the pizza's already here. You're like, man, amen, that's the reason I came. <laughs> but we, we, we want to end with having the leaders come up. So leaders, if you can come up. Yes, Kuna, that's you. <laughs> Uh, we just would love to pray for you guys if you want prayer. I know some of you already got prayer about specific things. You know, but 
in Acts 8, it said that they laid hands on people and they prayed. Why, why does it say they laid hands? But when the body of Christ comes together and we unite together and we say, hey, I want to pray for you. I want to partner in with you about what's going on in your heart and I want to speak hope into you. Even when you can't figure it out, I want you to know that I'm not alone. There's power in that. So if you need prayer about anything, something spoken or not spoken, as the worship band continues to lead us in worship, especially through this song called Closer, I just feel like the Lord wants you to know he's calling you closer to his heart. And he's got a call and a plan over your life. So let this song be the anthem of the Lord speaking to you. In Jesus' name.
walk in the room, everything changes. And we thank you, Father, for what you've done tonight, God. For the lives that you've touched, for the testimony I just heard from the person that you spoke to. And God, as we close out the night, Father, I pray that we would end with the reminder that when you breathe on us, God, that your breath fills our lungs with your lungs, with your breath. That when you give us the words to speak and you breathe onto us, that we then breathe onto others and speak life and hope and love onto others. So God, let this be the exclamation mark of the night. And I pray that you breathe on us, God. And fill us back up so that we can leave and go out into a world where we're called to be the breath and the words of life and hope and love to a dark world that needs it. We love you, Jesus, and we just pray that you seal what you've done tonight with this song.
Say thank you, Father. I thank you for blowing into us. It's <laughs> like a, almost like a hot air balloon is rising. That you have risen us up, God. That you've blown into us, God. And Father, I just thank you for what you've stirred in my heart, for what you've spoken to so many hearts. And I pray that now we will go out. And I just feel like the Lord's even putting it on my heart that there's three people that he wants each of us to go and talk to. Will you accept that challenge? And not as a challenge of like, oh, if you don't do this, you're not good enough, but almost will you accept that invitation to share who Jesus is to you and share what he's done in your life? I really feel like God's putting that on my heart, that there's, even just ask him, who are the three people in my life that you want me to talk to, God? And just text him tonight, guys. Just text him before your mind even thinks about it. If all you have to say is, hey, I know this is crazy, but God wants you to know he loves you. I was, uh, I forgot to say this. I feel like I'm supposed to say this, keep it short, but we were at Unofficial. Anyone who came out, we were praying for the people who were partaking at Unofficial on Green Street. And the night's over, and I'm cold, and I'm hungry, and I'm tired, and I'm going to McDonald's, and I'm with Owen and a couple other of the guys, Isaiah, and, and, and we're walking, and I'm walking, I'm, I'm thinking about the Big Mac or the chicken nuggets I'm going to eat, man, I'm pumped for that, and uh, the Lord just says, there's three guys to your right, and tell the guy sitting down that I have a plan for his life. I'm like, God, no, I'm going to McDonald's. Right, tell him. And I just, I literally in a conversation, I'm like, God has a plan for your life. And he looked at me and he says, no, he doesn't. I was like, whoa, shoot. Oh, are you ready for this, bro? I'm glad I got Isaiah with me. And he's like, I'm like, yes, he does. He's like, well, I don't believe in God. I said, well, he believes in you. And he gets up. I mean, I thought, literally, I thought he was going to come and push me or punch me. And he gets up, like, in my face. And not, like, in my face, like, he wanted to fight me. He's like, if God was so real, why wouldn't he come and tell me? Why wouldn't he come and show me that he's real? I said, bro, I don't know you from no one. And I'm like, I was going to McDonald's. I'm tired, I'm, I'm cold, and I'm hungry. I'm going to McDonald's. And God told me not to tell you and your friends, not to tell this group, but to tell you God has a plan for your life. How much more clear can it get? And a guy next to me said, if you could ask for one miracle in your life, what would it be? And he said, well, I'd just love to be a husband one day and a father and just a good person, live a good life. And I was like, hey, man, even though you don't believe in him right now, can we pray that that would happen? And guys, I kid you not, I didn't even tell him the vineyard posture in the middle of Green Street. Well, 
not in the middle of the street, but on the, you know, side of the street, street. He says yes. And he puts his hands out with all of his buddies around. And he got to pray for him in Jesus' name. But 